coming off the road and paying quite a price for a traveling ministry, my wife said she felt God whisper these words to her. The enemy you have faced, you shall see no more. For us, that meant freedom from financial worries. Too many people have the mistaken idea that if you're walking in God's will, that you're going to have financial prosperity. Everything ought to go well when you're doing what God wants you to do. But I just read how each of the 12 original apostles died. And except for John, they all died horrible deaths simply because they were following God. The encouraging truth about that is simply this. Hard times don't mean that you are out of the perfect will of God. The truth about our life journey with God is that He knows where He's leading us and how to get us there. One of our greatest obstacles is allowing our enemies to bring us into a place of fear or despair or confusion. Today, Pastor Hardika is going to open up the very core of the gospel, first preached to Abraham. In it is the great promise that as a believer, you will possess the gates of your enemies. Let's see what that means and how to walk in that sure promise. We need it now in 2020 more than ever. I remember standing in front of a large building on the edge of a small South Dakota town. As I looked up, I had a strange sense that this was where I was going to live and find work. I had no income, no home, no car, and a family to care for. I remember when I first quit my job in the mines and left for Bible college. It took all of two minutes to land a job at Ramsey Engineering in Minneapolis. There have been many times through the years where I needed work and God always opened a door. When I was discharged from the military in California, my last paycheck came on the very day I started a new job in Minnesota. I didn't miss a day's wages. Now, as I wondered how I was going to get by, one thing just led to another and there was no need to look for work. And here's where power over our enemies comes in. I had no need to worry about my income. As it turned out, I would never need to worry again, for God had said, The enemy you see now, you will never see again. These last 15 years, I've told everyone that God has been my business manager. He led me to begin a television business that literally grew itself. Every time there was a need for a new filmer, for example, or new equipment, everything would just fall into place. There was never a need to be driven by fear, worry, discouragement, or confusion. Oh, there were a lot of challenging times, but God always met the challenge. I'd like to show you the heart of it, for again, we're going to need this before this year is over. This is a part of the very heart of the gospel. It's seen after Abraham displayed his trust in God by obeying him in complete surrender. When he showed that he was willing to offer his beloved son Isaac as a burnt offering on Mount Moriah, God told him, Because you have done this thing, your seed will possess the gates of your enemies, and in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. According to New Testament scripture in Galatians, we're the seed of Abraham if we're born-again followers of Jesus Christ by our faith in him and our repentant life. 
We will possess the gates of our enemies. What else could a father ask for than his children would have power over their enemies? Now, gates were considered the places of decision for communities. The entrance through the walls around the city were where the elders of the government would gather and make decisions about how their city would be run. They met at the gates where they could have a sense or a feeling or an understanding of what was coming in and going out of their land. I remember when we were ministering on the U.S.-Mexican border, God said that the spiritual gates of this nation need to be shut. Elders in ancient times wouldn't allow just anything or anyone in. What comes into a land determines how that land will be influenced, taught, tempted, and infiltrated. The gates determined the welfare, protection, possessions, and prosperity of the people. Without its borders protected, it would lose its identity, its values, safety, and its very heritage. It was a great place of authority, you see, for anyone to not only possess his own land's gates, but to control the gates of an enemy and thereby to determine their destiny. It means that their enemies are governed by them, controlled by them, and therefore were in subjection to them. This is not merely the power to defeat or repel one's enemies. This means that the very core of their enemy's power and resources is under our control. We don't worry about their armor. If they don't behave, they don't eat. Their water will be cut off. All communication with the outside world is disabled, and the only information or news they get is what we give them. Of course, we're talking spiritually, but we need to understand to possess the gates of our enemies is incredible authority over them. The question is what this looks like in our daily life today. We're not going to go to Congress and shut their doors until they behave, and we're not going to go shut down the courts or the schools, the media, or the abortion clinics by force. We're not going to shut down the literal gates of any other nation. Protesters today, though, are trying to shut down the police, but they can't do it. Christians are still persecuted, as they have from early times right down to today. So this is obviously not a physical government, which is what Jesus taught about the nature of his kingdom. The kingdom of heaven, he said, is suffering or allowing violence, and the violent are going to try to take it by force. But this violence that we see today is not prevailing against the true church, the body of Christ in the earth. Violence can't beat it. The lies and deceptions of the far left can't penetrate its borders of truth. The hearts of the seed of Christ cannot be overcome by fear, lust, pride, anger, finances, or despair. Our gates are secure. Our children are safe. The devil will not be allowed to invade and win. Our weapons are at our side, for we possess the very essence of what the enemy needs to win. He can advance. He can't even feed himself. There is nothing that he can do when the seed of God is firmly planted in the soul of humility, faith, and love. You see, the battle is always for sovereignty. For who is going to rule and who is going to determine our words, our freedom, our thoughts and emotions, and our character? Our master is Christ, 
and he is well able to keep what we have committed to him. Satan has no advantage to dominate, manipulate, intimidate, or control, steal, and destroy what God has wrought in us. When Christ is allowed to reign in the human heart, no matter what is raging around us, his power in us will cause us to be able to have the same joy, peace, love, and strength that we would have in anything that this world could give us, and much more. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Isn't it about time that we took hold of our heritage as the seed of Abraham and stopped allowing the devil to reign with his empty lies? The Bible says, I have been young, and now I am old, but I have never seen the righteous forsaken, or his seed, begging for bread. Life Journeys is about how this looks in real life. You can find us at lifejourneys.us. Thanks for listening, and have a blessed day.